I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Hey, I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Everybody giving me advice is never right. That is why I only listen to my own advice. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Hey, I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Label me a rock star, cause I rock and I shine. Y'all wasting your time. Swear this world is mine. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Foursquare. We're your hosts. My name is Alex. It's your boy, Jeff. I'm Max. And I'm Lucas. Now, before we get this kicked off, I would just like to recognize that we try to do something special with our backgrounds. But, you know, it's one square here that just always likes to be different and be difficult. I don't know. I mean, okay, you, you, got the, you got the Mac, but... Yeah, Boo. Max. Boo. Trying to be I different. mean, I got it back, so you can't talk. Exactly. Like, I, fo- I follow through. Like, we were matching the energy. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Y'all want to get on my case. Let's talk about the fact that y'all put your own pictures on the background. Y'all are vain and egotistical. I love but we are yeah. amazing. Textbook everybody. narcissists. Wow. Well, it's not even that. Let, let's go ahead and let the, the fellow squares out there know that this may or may not be the last Zoom video. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm going to leave it there. Gasp! Mm-hmm. Egad! <gasps> Shocked reaction! <laughs> Man, hey, did any of y'all catch uh, the Olympics or that Paralympics that just came out? A little bit. Crazy. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little something, something. A, a little something, something. Yeah. I Man. caught, uh, I caught uh, the race walking, man. You know how they go, you know what I mean? That's... Oh, yeah. This is the funniest walk I've ever anyway. seen. They are here doing dumb. the top boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead, ser- dead serious. I thought at one point they were gonna actually play some like some some music. Everyone's just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> But they be really like like full like bullet sweating like really just yeah. poof, poof, hey, hey bro they are going so right crazy. That's, that that's, that's that waste work. Oh god. I'm, I'm telling you, you know I'm that. telling you. Like nah. imagine imagine the zombie apocalypse, but instead of sprinting zombies, it's a bunch of power walkers with that's, that intense I can claim. handle that. Just absolutely terrifying. So instead of them doing this this whole time, they're like, yeah, they're like this. Yeah. They never break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Where you go, the eyes go. Nah, oh man. So is that some of your favorite ones? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Everybody no, just we watch it because of the entertainment. No, my favorite one is always I always, I always enjoy watching soccer and powerlifting. There's this black woman from I think Ecuador, and she won a gold. Man, I was like, look, black excellence is everywhere around the world. So I always was here for it, and she was, ha, and I was like, I love it, I love it. <laughs> Was that Shadi that got disqualified for, for uh, celebrating too early? <laughs> I know somebody got disqualified for celebrating too early. I didn't see that part. <laughs> Oops. Hey man, whatever. It's the it's the Olympics. But personally, I like I like the excitement of the one and two hundred meter races, uh, sprints, because they're always electric. Always, always, always. You never know what's gonna happen. 
Because, you know, mm-hmm. somebody might have a bad day. Somebody, you know, might pull something. Somebody might fall start. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. The false start be, be blowing me because they get that once. Like, the one false start and then they're out. And I'm like, oh, that's right. it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you did all that. It's high Just a false start. Can't like, play crazy. that mess, man. You can't. You can't. You can't. I don't know. It's. It, it, I agree though that those races are pretty, <clears throat> pretty electric. But I mean, I don't know. I'm more of a meathead. I personally, I enjoy any of the martial art based events, right? Like, mm-hmm. like wrestling too, and like I, I love watching those. Fencing, even I, I include that. I can never understand fencing because I'm just like, are you trying to poke them or slash them? But then why are you standing like this, just? Like, like I don't know what this is, but you're just I, I yes. Fenced, I fenced for a few years. I can't. I still can't tell you why the poses. What I've learned is the pose doesn't matter. It's kind of just whatever you feel comfortable with. But I mean, there are three. Ty- there are three blade types. Uh, usually, in the Olympics, you'll see the poking kind. So quite yes. I mean, yes. they're pretty interesting. Say, I feel like I need to sip tea whenever I watch those. Like mm, this is quite marvelous. I mean, I, uh, the matches I saw, the most exciting one was definitely the um, the American uh, women's foil. She, I think she was like the first gold medalist for the U.S. in that, in that sport. And I was like, good on you. You poked them harder. I mean, yeah, I'm absolutely I'm fantastic. also a fellow martial arts fan, but when it comes to the Olympics, man, there's nothing like watching some swimming, some freestyle swimming. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Okay, Man. freestyle swimming be hard. Argu- arguably one of the harder Olympic sports. And just one of the hardest sports in general. Because it's it's just about, it's not even just strength. It's the endurance. And it's, it's just the full body motion of literally moving your entire self across the water, down and back for however long. And, yeah, I, I always give it its own. Like, People always say they want, like, you know, your favorite body type, like the track body. I'm like, man, give me a swimmer's body. Like, you just. Bro, they be working out. out they they be swimming gets you right. And from, like, like yo, like, like 14-year-old kids who are competing, and they're, like, ripped already. And I'm like, how? Yeah, just and swimming gets you right. Muscle. They lean muscle. And swimming gets you right, fool. Oh. Yeah, that's a hard sport for real. Another sport that, I mean, they brought it back to the Olympics this year. And that was, um, well, actually, no, they brought two sports back to the Olympics this year. And that was baseball and softball. So, of course, I had to keep up with those. Even though the, the games were at, like, like 6 a.m. and shit. I mean, just because it was across, I mean, on the other side of the world, you know what I mean? So That's the only thing that was hard. Since we're in the U.S. And, and the games was in Japan, I'm like, I'm not going to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch a game. I'll watch You're the highlights absolutely later. absolutely out of your mind. I definitely yeah. don't watch the highlights and look at the scores. Exactly. Also, on a martial arts note, Muay Thai is officially an Olympic sport as of July 2021. It was a little too late to be in the Tokyo Olympics, but it probably will be in the uh, next Olympics. Be good. That'd be exciting. That's going to be interesting to see that in the Olympics because, you know, even boxing is kind of, like, scaled down a little bit. So I wonder... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still probably going to be very exciting. I just, I can't wait. I learned that this year that boxing is only three rounds. I mean, it, it makes sense because well, it's more because of, it's more you know. Amateur. It's more amateur. Yeah. It's not like pro stuff. But also, like, remember, it's the Olympic Games. It's not the Olympic kill each other for 10 rounds. 
Right. But still, see, people are getting knocked down within three rounds. So yeah. it can happen. It's just mm. it's uh, it's more of like to showcase. It, it really pre- presents the opportunity to showcase skill rather than just like raw power and blood yeah. or whatever. What do you mean? Technique. There, yeah. That's 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 all I want to see. Well, what is somebody get knocked out? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Stick to your swimming. Stick to I your swimming. I want heads knocked loose. Skill? I want somebody to <laughs> I'm <just> bloodied. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. This is what Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what's some sports that you guys saw that you're like, why is this even a sport? Man, there's three-on-three basketball. That's street ball. You can yeah. play that down the street. Like, yeah, you, get, oh. me, uh, get me out there. Yo, anybody <laughs> can pick up, like, that's literally pick up three on three. Like, what, what is this? And they actually had rules and a shot clock. And, like, nah, bro, we're playing 21. Like, and you you want a gold medal? Oh God, I know God. three in the local basketball court. I'll be like, hey, yo, y'all trying to hoop in Japan? Go. <laughs> hey, yo, I got next. <laughs> we yeah, got 2K my part, but <laughs> You should have had some benches and be like, hey, yo, I got next. I got next. Hey, yo, you got some three. I got my three. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know, like these big, big name athletes are going out here picking pickup ball. They're, they're, it, it really just blows me that, like, they actually, like, that makes no sense because basketball is already an Olympic sport. So that that's just basically the bench and the trash players who weren't good enough to make the Olympic team, but they can play through. I mean, yeah, they might not be good like enough. <laughs> they might not be good like enough that. to make the Olympic team, but they, they can What is the criteria? That, that, that's all I want to know. What is the criteria to say you're not good enough to play regular basketball, but you can't play? Like, what does that say about you, that you're only good enough to play three-on-three? Three? Like, I think about this, though, bro. The Olympic, the Olympic team, right? The USA owns the Olympics in basketball. Let's be real. Them boys, you got the best players in the world like, every time they go out there. Uh, Europe's gotten better. I mean, I mean, you got, yeah. You got but players. Still, like, who won bro, the NBA MVP is from Greece. Who won the Olympic gold this year? I mean, that's besides the point. Who, who won the Olympic gold? Who won the Olympic gold? Is it the last five? No, I'm not going to say the five. I'm gonna say the last three Olympic golds. You realize how much under under pressure they were on? They lost the first like three games in, in like the preseason of the Olympics. I mean, good job, you won gold. Like, yeah, half out to the US for winning gold in basketball, but like, yo, it was looking kind of grim for them. Hey, because the they were Nigeria, <laughs> Germany. Uh, where's Doncic from? Slovenia? Um, Australia, right. Australia is always good. They're always making a run. Spain's Spain. always good. Like, yo, like Europe <laughs> is on the come up. So, and the fact that <laughs> they even got like out here hooping, like, yo, pretty soon, like they're gonna get got one day, and everybody's gonna be like, Ugh. give me Dame Dollar. Everyone knows <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you know, but but about like losing those preseason stuff, I'm gonna say the same thing that I used to say at all of our uh, all of our football games when we were in high school. Minor setback for a major comeback. <laughs> we still right. suck now. Yeah, the only difference. <laughs> only difference was it really wasn't a major comeback after that major there, setback. There are, no, there are no major comeback. We're just getting our ass kicked. It was a major setback, major setback for inevitable defeat. Just, oh, an, another setback. Like every no. disappointing years. You know what I mean? Just, 
It's okay. But it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm good. Are you good? You guys good? Once maybe like one sport I've always I've never really understood why is the Olympics is golf. Oh, mm. Yes, that's an, just, that's an intelligent man's game. It's, it's the same as like chess. It is. It's like, very smart. It's a smart game. I mean, you can make the argument that boxing is chess too. But I mean, whatever. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but the only yes. reason why it's more it's more glorified is because there, you know, combat sports was, you know, that's early like the first Olympic games in in Athens in those times was they were actually beheading people like. In Rome, like that was an actual glorified thing to see somebody get killed. Well, so that's why that's always going to be. But for golf, nobody's getting killed. Nobody's saying, even breaking a sweat. Like an Olympic golf athlete league. Like I know golf as like business meetings and conversations. But what qualifies an Olympic golf athlete? I mean, How do you do teams? Like, I mean, like, probably the, the same the way that like you can you can win gold for being a marksman. Like they like that's a competition, and yeah, I think but it's teams. It's still a team thing. You still like is as a team. So but how do you do golf about, as a team? My thing about golf is that I've always felt like it was in a weird way the anti-sport because it does not mm. follow the same conventions of any other sport. The audience is quiet for one. Like there's no hype up. There's no like hey go get that yeah sink that. There's none of that. There is like it's, it's it's professional decorum, professional like semi-professional dress. Like, everything about it is just very professional like like one of y'all said it's, yeah it, it's the just, lines up for the shot this is about exactly. 200 yards like even with the archery and marksman position like stuff it's like you know it's a quick it's a quick display of skill you move on to the next thing you clap you get hyped up but with golf it's like it's an ongoing event and it's just kind of like I don't know. For me, it's, it's like there's so many different stuff that I would want to see in the so much stuff I don't want to see in the Olympics. I have never seen Golf. anybody hit a hole in one or a birdie and they jump up with somebody like, yeah, I mean, you got out. Tiger Woods. I yeah, never seen a golf player get hyped. Like, but what you're saying is the nature of golf and the audience's reaction to this. Is that it doesn't really fit the vibe of the Olympics? Is that we trying to? That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Yeah. Hey man, we need Happy Gilmore out there, bro. That's what we need. Thomas, let somebody really like tee off, like. <laughs> Go back to your shanties. <laughs> I will point out handball. I don't know what handball. I saw that like one time when I was at work, and it's like they have a whole like soccer goal, but they use their hands, and I'm like, what's the point of the sport? Is to do what every soccer player dreams of: use their hands. You're getting tired of kicking with your feet. You're like, you know what? You got like the the goal in the middle or something. Nah, like they have it like goal posts. Oh, like it almost looks like a lacrosse type setup, but with a handball. Like, okay, for one second, just imagine the frustration soccer players go through for ninety minutes plus. (laughs) They are running around completely avoiding their arms naturally you know as humans would usually do and just avoiding the urge just pick up the ball and just sprint down the field can you imagine how frustrating that must be i've played pickup soccer and i'm frustrated after like five minutes i'm just like yeah especially if you're especially every time when you get close when you hit the crossbar or something like that so to imagine at that rate if you can't if you can't score playing handball like, you yeah, you got to be somewhat accurate, but it's like, yo, just find a hole and just throw it. You don't like, piss somebody off with that. 
If you look at the match, you miss the whole goalpost playing handball. No, you get it. You know, if I'm the coach, get on the bench. No, because what you trying to get into? Max, I understand what you're trying to say. Someone's bound to be pissed off. And someone's bound to be pissed off about the golf comment I made, too. But, you know, the problem with the golf comment is I probably won't hear them over the silent golf claps. But whatever. Oh, no, every time I think of golf, I think of <laughs> Take golf. that. Take that, Tiger Woods. I think of Wii Golf, right? You know how, like, you're playing Wii yeah. Golf and you, like, get close to the hole or whatever. And they're like, oh. Oh. The music going like this. <laughs> oh. Oh, but when you sweep too oh, hard, oh. hit a arrow. Probably one thing like you can easily do sound bites on golf, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was playing we I was playing we golf with my dad when I was a kid, and there was a hole where it's like the way it was designed was it was supposed to go like around, you know, like it's like this big arch and you're supposed to kind of hit the, it was like, I think, I think it was like a par four or something. You're supposed to hit it multiple times, ideally. I did that. I hit it, I hit it once and I was like, all right, I'm going to hit like two more times. You go ahead, dad. He looks at it and he was like, so you have the curve and you have this huge body of water. This is what this man does. He tilts the player to go straight past the water. And I was like, there's no way you're going to make that shot. He was like, oh yeah. <laughs> right over the water puts it into puts it in the fair i was like bro you cheat. I, I always so bad for like whenever you get in the water but then like what's always weird is that somehow there's always an animal in the water that gets hit and that's always the funniest thing that they catch on camera but it's only scary if there's like when they do it in florida because they're actual gators in the yeah. pond them boys got gator down there both he said, who did that? No. Right. And he comes out, and I'm like, you know what? At that point, it's not time to leave. He's over here. He's over like, who did that? Show you something. I'm coming for you. Uh, but um, man, going back to like like some of the like some of the rules and, and some of the sports that are allowed, like some things I was watching like didn't make sense. Like there's one where I wasn't sure if it was kickboxing or karate but they had gloves on their hands and they had padding on their foot and on their shins and so they were and they were always kicking each other they barely threw punches and um do they have do they have like a chess gear on yes they oh, have yeah, that's taekwondo so it's taekwondo karate, yeah they got karate uh, kumite with combat and taekwondo taekwondo has like the mm. full padding and mostly kicks well, in the finals, um, let me pull it back on my, on my phone. In the finals for the gold medal for men's, there was a man from, I believe he was from uh, Saudi Arabia. And the guy, the other guy, I can't remember where he was from. I think he was from like Iran or something. But, you know, he was just, you know, kicking, throwing feet, throwing fists. And then he did like, uh, I think a spinning back kick. And it knocked out the dude. And I was like, oh, he won gold. And then they disqualified him and gave the other dude gold. And I was like, he just knocked him out. Why are you calling that a disqualification? I know exactly what you're talking about. Actually, that was the karate because that was, um, there was no, like, it was like gloves and, and foot gear, but no chest pad, no headgear. Yeah, there's so no headgear. That, that was karate. That's like a more open um, style of pointing, point fighting. Yeah. 
so the reason behind that was, and I'm going to reference what I said earlier, is the Olympic Games, not the Olympic Deathmatch or Mortal Kombat, like somebody wanted to reference. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the idea behind that style of fighting is to display skill, technique, accuracy, and speed. It's not, you're not trying, you're not trying to knock someone out. And the kick, I remember it was, the reason he got disqualified because they ruled it as more of an intentional kick, I believe. Because if it was like a, you know, accidental kind of like, if he was ducking into it, a body kick and he got hit, cut in the head, I don't think they would disqualify him right away. But like, that was a sidekick right to his chin. He went down like a rock. Yeah, cause like uh, after watching the video, like, cause he was like shifting over and he was getting ready to like, lean in and like go for another kick. And the dude's foot just reacted and he just went straight up and exactly. like dude's head literally just cocked back and he went to sleep. And I was like, oh. Yeah, like, I mean, it was a great kick. It was a great placement. Everything about it was honestly fantastic. It just wasn't followed in the rules, which, you know, is weird, I'm sure, for you, because it's very different than what we see outside of the Olympics. Karate combat sports, UFC, Bellator, and, I mean, without kicks, boxing as well. Right. So it's... Doesn't mean in, in each sport, like, there's kind of, like, a different, like... Like, I still can never, like, even with... Um, like, some like some combat sports, are there, they take up for points and stuff. But, like, even for when I watch judo, I know judo is a more grapple type of combat sport, but I never understood, like, what is considered a point if you're not slamming them to the ground. And I'm like, well, what is, what is the actual objective? Are you supposed to slam them down and submit them? Are you trying to put them into an arm bar? Like, what are you trying you're, you're to trying to do? use their weight and their momentum against them. And depending on how clean your sweep is, depends on, like, your amount of points. Yeah, like you won't like you won't just like you can't muscle your way through a judo match. There's a certain way of throwing them, a certain way of controlling the descent that gets you, as Jeff said, gets you those points. Because I mean, if that was it, then we just watch wrestling to watch people just slamming people indiscriminately. Yeah, but even with those, some of those are still like those are still like counting, like analyzing away, well, like to say. Wrestling has a whole different rule set. Judo, the print, like you think about the principle of judo is using their weight and their power against them is using full momentum to your advantage that's why a lot of the that's why a lot of the throws like the over the shoulder the most common one is not just like picking them up and throwing them it's like you're shifting your body weight under theirs yeah. lifting them off their feet and just using all that leverage in motion that's why that one's called the uchi mata yeah so what yes. you do you grab the person's arm and you put your back towards their front and then you drop down and use your butt to lift them up. Yes. When you say it like that, it sounds a little dirty, but whatever. Yeah, I'm well, say, yeah. I'm gonna say under you, their center of gravity. You're arching your back too. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> like that? I feel like that pause of silence. All of us like. It's like butt lifts. I know this is. Um, I know this is a move to put me on my back, but. <laughs> I understand the point, but. You want to talk about weird rulings. Um, another thing I saw weird enough was in, in one of the wrestling matches I caught. It was, uh, I might be a little bit wrong. I think it was, I think it was Iran or Turkey versus Japan. I know it was Japan, but it was a big match. And at first it was pretty even, but the, um, 
the guy from not the guy from not Japan, we'll just say that right now, was ahead in the points a little bit. But there was a point in which the the Japanese wrestler got a takedown on him, but it was controversial. So the coach, the opposing coach, called a challenge on it. And see, that was when I learned the dangerous thing about challenges is if you're wrong, you not only get it outruled, you also lose a bunch of points as punishment for like interrupting. Yeah, it's really like, you know, you don't overplay yourself. Yeah, it really discourages you from like just making open calls. And I guess like part of that is to like discourage people from like changing and ruining momentum. So you have to really pick your calls. And honestly, I don't know. I watched the I watched the instant replay. It could have gone either way. Um, but they felt like it was still worthy of the points. So then the guy spent the rest of the match playing catch up. And actually, because the Japanese wrestler was in ahead in points, like four to one at that point, he kept avoiding the guy, trying to like not get taken down. And because of that, the referee was like, "Uh uh-uh, you've been wrestling directly this entire time. I know what you're trying to do. And he started giving points to the other guy because of penalties. Mm. So it was kind of like, because the amount of points he got back from the end of that match, I'm like, if you just didn't say anything, you probably could have won. But it was just yeah. very weird to think about. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, another one that I, I, I didn't know was um, karate is not actually combat. It's more of a showcase. Yes, yes. So none of them actually spar or win against each other. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But let's talk about I don't know. Let's talk about some other highlights, though, because there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened in the Olympics. One of them being the first gold medal split in like what? Almost a hundred years. Right. Which event was, was that? Hold on. Let's. Um, it was the. It was the. I think it was the pole vault. Um, let me. Uh, or the I'm high jump. Is it the high jump or the pole vault? Um, Max will look it up, but. Yeah, it was the, these two, uh, they went up against each other and they had, they were at a tie. They both had the exact same height that they jumped and they had a chance to go for a tiebreaker. And it was like, okay, so what do you want to do? And they looked at each other like, can we both have a gold medal? Like, right. Of course, go ahead. So it was, it was interesting because like, you know, then you found out that they're actually good friends, um, not teammates, but they were good friends, rivals, and like they worked together, they trained together on multiple occasions. So it was like this very awesome moment that both of them got to win. Like yeah. Two good friends didn't have to pit themselves against each other. Like, cause that's, that's always awkward, right? So yeah, right. it was, um, it was the high jump and it was between Qatar and Italy. Um, Mutaz Essa Barsham, Barsham from Qatar and Gianmarco Tambiri from Italy. I just probably butchered the crap out of those names, but maybe. Um, yeah, they decided to split the honor after each failing to make make it over the bar um, during we'll the jump them, off. We'll send them a gift basket to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they decided to split. So, I mean, that was something that um, – hold on. I think the last time – It was only worked for certain events. Like, like, high, last, like time, last time it was 1912, last time it happened. So it was so, almost yeah. 100 years. Certain, certain events can only like, call for that, though. You, you like you could probably do the same thing for um what's this one uh shot put, shot put. and then uh javelin if you throw the exact same distance yeah i mean i'm sure you could also do it with uh pole vaulting and stuff too because a lot of those they're, they're based off of attempts so you tell them i would like to attempt this okay 
There's your attempt. You complete it. There's your attempt. You complete it. Okay, y'all have gotten the exact same height. Y'all want to go for a tiebreaker? Cool. Or if not, I mean. I mean, think about it. It's just the chances of it happening. That's what makes it so amazing. And the fact that they were all, they also knew each other. So it's kind of like a, it's like a, a, I mean, friendly rivalry. You know what I mean? Like it's something that you love to see in sports. I think it was a very important element in the Olympics overall. Like I think it was in a, in a time of like a lot of turmoil and a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the world uh, right now. Like it was, I think it was good for people to see that despite going up against each other and having their differences, people can still like do something like that as grand as that. And think about it also, you know, it may not seem like a huge deal to split a gold medal, regardless of how likely it is to happen, but it hasn't happened in almost a hundred years. Over. Over 100 years. Over 100 years. Yeah. So, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Right. Over 100 years. My math is tough. Uh, but I, I will be remiss if I, if we did not do this, um, especially, you know, supporting the women. I've never seen so many diverse people representing these historically white dominated areas. Like, there's been representation to show that, like, you know, we are. Or everywhere around Europe. So like people that are representing, you know, Lithuania, Estonia, Norway, Italy, like they, these aren't white people that are just coming out anymore. Like these are, I'm like, yo, this, 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 it, was, it, was, it was special. It was special to see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I think, yeah. I think like um, also like Olympic athletes have like a different example to set than like regular professional athletes in a way like they have a lot of similarities but like you know in the nba most of the time you're going to get mostly people in the u.s watching and following those examples in international in the fifa the international soccer you're going to get um much more of a like broader spectrum but in the olympics everyone's watching all like around the world if they have access to it they can watch it so it's like you know, that's a chance for everyone. It's kind of like a, like a chance for everyone to come together and like, you know, shake hands, make peace and just have a good time. I mean, right. if you think about it, the Olympics is, are like, you know, there's somebody's family member up there. So you're going to have like the cities, the cities supporting those people. Like, it doesn't matter like where you're from, who you are. It, you're just there to support. Like, oh yeah, they're from around my area. They're from my state even. Like, oh yeah, I, I, the fact that they're from my state makes me want to watch them it's pretty not just that it's watching the best of the best internationally do these different sports it shows you the peak of human capability the fact that humans can perform such feats really shows our potential yeah even especially especially like overcoming adversity like i've seen there was one that was highlighted where it was a athlete for the um the hurdles she messed up at the last Olympics and when she competed, she just, she, she hit it. She, she didn't, she couldn't land a single jump. She, her rhythm was off. Everything was off. She lost. She comes back to this event, whole new fire about her whole new game going. And she just blitzes it. She dominates the game. And you can tell in the amount of time that she took between these two events, she trained her ass off and she put in her soul. And it's like, you know, it's nice to see that like that change it's like wow i'm inspired i mean certain and also like certain things like like to max's point like how u.s basketball is like 
you know is USA Basketball. But I'm like, man, I you cannot pay me to try to race a woman from Jamaica. I will automatically <laughs> just say no. I'm just going to say no. Even if she's slower, even if she's not a track star at all, I'm going to lose because, man. This man. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Shelly Ann Fraser Price. Boy. That Fierce. woman king. Move. And then just, be glad, just be glad that they're asking you to race against them instead of run away from them for something. They're man, like, bro. Imagine yeah, you yeah, try yeah. to like steal their purse or something. You try to like rob them on the street and you're like, you I'm, I'm running away. <laughs> and she's just running beside you, like, are you going to stop now? Bro. <laughs> and it's like, I left my running shoes at home. Could you stop? They know that they're the best, too. It's crazy. They know that they're the best. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't care about anybody else. I just know it's Jamaica. One, two, three. That's it. Yep. Literally, like, else, like, what was that? What was that? Was that the 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 four by one or, or um, no? That or was that was the one hundred, bro. Because they went first, second, the one, third, yes, one hundred. Literally, was... they took top three spots. They took all the medals, bro. They literally <laughs> took all you saw was three Jamaicans on the podium. Like that's wild, and I'm like, one you know what? The rest of y'all just just don't try. Just just fight for fourth. Fight for Pretty fourth. Much. Have, your own, have your own little fight for fourth. At this rate, we're like, starting yeah, from people, fourth all the way down to eighth. Like that's that's the actual gold medal. But you already know top three is going to go to them. Yeah, see, but, what, you, what they don't tell what they don't tell the viewers is that it's actually two separate events in one. It's the Jamaican race. And right. The other race. It's the Jamaican showcase and then the rest. So in reality, <laughs> everyone else is like having their own little foot race to try and get their medal. And mm-hmm. Jamaicans are like, I'm gonna beat you. No, I'm gonna beat you. Yeah. This this they're, is literally they're, they're challenging each other. This yeah. is literally a remake of the other guys. It's Jamaica and then them. <laughs> hey guys. What about them? <laughs> Who? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Who? And, 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 they'll, like, and they'll highlight every person. They'll like, you know, highlight, you know, at the first aisle, you know, we have this person from the Netherlands. She's, you know, the two-time European champion and she's all happy. And I'm like, yeah, that's cute, but we already know yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah, you know who's going to win. Exactly. Like literally, you, like, literally, you saying both is there, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. My people. I remember he smiled one time in the mid, like toward the end of the race. He looked at he looked at the guy, the US runner, and he smiled a little bit as he was maintaining that super fast jog. I swear <laughs> that that's super fast jog. That, that is evil. That is evil. Because you'll you'll like you'll see them getting ready to run, and it's like, all right, it's the moment of truth. And then you'll see him burst like out of the gates, and everybody's like, oh, other people are in front. Oh my gosh, is he gonna do it? And then he kind of just chuckles, like, all right, I'll run for real now. No, Runs right past everybody, and I'm like, really? Yeah. You just don't. You could have waited a half a second and still probably have won. See, nah, because like, oh, thinking about it, it's like I'm not too well versed in track, so I'm just say this. Uh, think about Usain Bolt, right? The man is so tall, so it's gonna take him a little bit longer to get going. And but when he does get going, he catches that mm-hmm. stride within those first like. 60 to 100 meters, uh, six, well, 60 to 100, what am I talking about? Uh, 40 meters, right? When he hits that stride at 40 meters, it's over with. Because when yep. he gets that stride, he, there's separation going to more happen. ground, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. separation going to happen. Gone. But, like, he also, like, he is so well-versed in his, in his, um, in his art, what's it called that, in his art, 
that he knows the field. He knows his body. Like he knows exactly how much time he needs to do that. Like that level of athlete, like that level of athletic ability is just like, you just know yourself and your surroundings so well that you really don't need to worry so much about everything else. You just need to worry about yourself. Yeah, like you, you build your rapport. You, you build yourself to know that you are the force to be reckoned with. Like, 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 like Allison Felix. She is a force. She has been doing this for so long. Oh my gosh. The real goat. She has the most Olympic medals out of anybody. And she popped out a baby and will still be and still people. runs. Like and still makes it to the Olympics. That like and that still gets is a medal. Your God-given ability to be able to, you know, face like face physical alterations of your body, you know, bearing a child, recovering from that, training. Cause I'm, I'm from her interview, she said like like that's like it's one of the hardest things to come back from. Like is is prob- I would probably argue that they might be harder than recovering from like like a like an ACL injury because you know what that's like. You know you tear your ACL, you have your surgery, you go through your rehab, bada bing, bada boom. She had a baby. <laughs> she had a baby. Taking like, care of the baby. Right. That's, like that's her body really, had to really literally go through right all here. of these different chemical changes. And then still have to be able to train herself to be able to be in that peak athlete condition to beat a nineteen-year-old. Like, I mean, she's not she's not young, right? Like, like she, she is a going up against like twenty-year-olds out here winning twenty-one-year-olds. She's mm-hmm. mid-thirties, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean that 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 is all sheer grit, determination, and will and. I'm glad that she has left her legacy the way that it is because I, I um it's gonna be a long time before we see anybody, you know, match her match her type of intensity. She's absolutely fantastic. I hmm, you know what? It's hilarious that we're talking about all these stellar athletes and like the feats they're performing and everything they're capable of. But I would like to discuss the other side of this of this coin. I want to discuss what these athletes go through to produce this excellence that they give us. Because this Olympic and these, and these Olympics in particular, we really had a showcase of adversity, overcoming adversity, and like getting your community behind people to support their own their own troubles. And some of y'all might know. Spoiler alert: I'm talking about Simone Biles. Bro. Simone Biles, you know, for those of you that, for whatever reason, just don't watch Olympics or anything about excellence, Simone Biles <laughs> is probably one of, if not the best, gymnasts oh. that have graced The goat literally embroidered on, on her uniform. <laughs> like, she, she had the goat on her, and honestly, she has earned it. In many ways, she, not not even just because of like her fit, like her body, like the argument of like her body giving her the an advantage. No, she is just graceful. She sticks her landings. She can perform feats like stunt like um, feats that no other gymnast can really think about doing. And she does it with a really nice smile on her face. She's always like this. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, she's one of those people that like <laughs> she. She she'll get disqualified. Some of her moves get disqualified because I can't do it. You read that same thing. I was like, yo, they're they're like, actually 
penalizing her and for doing it doesn't make sense that only she knows how to do you work you work so hard to do things that other people can't do so you can win i mean but you're being kept from winning i mean that is that's exactly like like that's exactly like telling mike tyson that he can't win the championship belt because he's smaller than the rest of the heavyweights and he's allowed to do his very specific style and other boxers can't do that so he just can't win yeah that's ridiculous He's stupid. Like he's just he was it's not he didn't ask to be born or she didn't ask to be born with it either. Like they just they work with what they have. They're just like that. Beautifully. That's just but that's how you be the best is to do things that other people don't do. Exactly. Literally. Isn't that the point of the Olympics? Like to be the best? Like you're supposed to compete and perform your best skill, your best move that you know is going to put you over the top. And you're stopping somebody from doing it because um, it, yeah, nobody it's else so can do it. Because like, how can you, you know, say you gotta no give to everybody a, a chance? Like you gotta give everybody a chance. <laughs> give like, everybody a chance to win? No. Partici- participation medals, dude. That's, like, that's, bro, if, that's, I was, that's if I was if I was on the Olympic committee <laughs> and I was telling Simone Biles she couldn't do something, I'd be like, Simone, I'm afraid we have to tell you you can't do this. And she'd give me that smile and be like. Oh, I can't stay mad at you. Go ahead and do your stunts. Go ahead. Get out there, you little scamp. Like, but on a serious note, she was suffering uh, yes. from twisties. <laughs> it was interesting. No. Yeah, that was interesting, though, because at first, you know, her first thing that she revealed was that she was undergoing certain, uh, she was looking after her mental health. So she dropped out. And there was quite the... <clears throat> There was quite the discussion about it. There are people that were in full support because, you know, mental health is the big thing. We're all about supporting mental health. And, you know, there was a few people that are like, no, man, you're the GOAT. You're the athlete. Get past all that. Shrug it off. Walk it off. The the demand for for what athletes go through because uh, just, uh, I'm just going to step away from the Olympics really quickly. Even in in the NFL, there are certain football players, um, that we're talking about like their mental health as like, like a priority thing because they were, you know, if you think about what, what it means to be a professional athlete, you're paid millions upon millions of dollars, getting so much, so much money in sponsorships and you're the face is plastered on everything and you're expected to showcase yourself every single day and night, you know, with, with no, but if, sir, can I take a break? And it's a lot. It's already a lot physically, but just the mental demand, because I'm pretty sure, like, if I was an athlete, like, yeah, I would say, you know, don't let the fans get to you or let the people get to you, but eventually it'll take its toll, especially if you do it for such a long period of time. So I, I can I mean, definitely see, I can definitely see how the mental toll will start to really take into effect, especially I mean, for a gymnast, because... She's doing these dangerous flips, and if you mess up once, you can kill yourself. Exactly. And, yeah. then, and then even on that note, later on, she revealed, like, there was revealed that she was going through the twisties, which I don't know about y'all. I didn't know that was a thing at first. I looked it up, and I was like, wow, that's very serious. And to all our listeners out there that may not have heard, the twisties is a, is a condition that a lot of gymnasts go through in which they literally lose – their ability to like perceive like their surroundings is like, in, like if they're in midair yeah so like, <laughs> they're spinning or flipping or whatever like they they lose that that sense of i guess reality so 
they're no longer like able to like properly map or gauge where they're going to land or what they're doing. So they might just bust themselves up without being able to help it. And, you know, a lot of people then looked at that. They're like, Oh yeah, no, that's serious. After. Yeah. But honestly, regardless of why she said, um, regardless of why she didn't talk about the twisties first, which honestly, I think it was a smart play going with the mental health argument. Um, it's just, it's just very like difficult to per, like perceive that kind of pressure that people go through. Like to make a point, Alex and Max, y'all were high school athletes, played baseball and Alex, you played football. What kind of pressure did y'all feel in those games on that level? Did y'all ever feel like, like at any point, just kind of like nervous, like you had like to I mean, rise to the occasion? I mean, in high school, not really. But yeah. um, I mean, high school was just like, oh, I'm out here, I'm having fun, all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have that, you have that one two to win, and of course, if you don't win, it's just like, damn, I didn't win. Like, exactly. You, you're really upset. But mm-hmm. I mean, for, I know for me, uh, you know, playing in college, uh, that was a whole nother realm, right? Because that that that's when you start to see that it, it's a really a business. You know what I mean? And the coach, your, your coaches, I mean, that's their livelihood. Um, so if you're not performing, um, you're definitely going to feel it. And you're definitely going to know that you're not performing because you're not going to be playing. Um, and I know for me, that was, it was hard, you know, coming from, you know, being an everyday player, at, you know, in high school to, you know, playing well off and on in college and, and I'm, I'm here racking my brain, trying to figure out how I can, you know, get, you know, myself to be an everyday player again. Um, it was, um, honestly, it was really tough. Was, on top of that, you have, you have school and you still have like other extracurricular things that going on when you're, when you're in undergrad. So there's a, it's just a lot going on in your head constantly. And, and it's that, that it, it, it all affects your performance. You know what I mean? So I know for me, whenever I, you know, it got to like the end of the semester and we're getting, we're nearing tournament time. We're near, we're nearing like, uh, yeah, like a conference tournament, national tournament, all that good stuff. I know I started to play better because I know like my, my work was being lighter because, you know, we're about to hit finals, about to finish up, get all, all that good stuff. Um, uh, all the extracurriculars are about finished. Um I could, you know, clear my head and actually play. But I mean, I know a lot of a lot of people, you know, find that clarity on the field. But I know for me, I couldn't really do that because I had so much going on in my life in general. It really affected me. Like a lot of people didn't know this, but like I was I was really hurting during season. And it kind of led me to stop playing. And as much as I didn't want to, yeah, I knew I had to. And that oh, was yeah. at the level that you were at, let alone yeah. like, the, like the level these athletes go. Like they have constant attention, even when they're not in season. Everyone yeah. has eyes on them. Everyone has high expectations. Everyone's looking up to them. So it's it's a lot. Yeah. A life of a, the life of an athlete is a lot busier than what people make it out to be. Because, I mean, for like an everyday like, person, like – like different students, like for even for high school, different students going through different um, academic curriculars, 
like us being IB students, we were already busy as hell because we had so much work, so many papers. And on top of that, being a multi-sport athlete, I'm already tired. So like my whole schedule was practice, home, eat, homework, and get the homework done regardless if I'm up, you know, past midnight. Cause I know I got to get up to, you know, cause school starts at seven 30, like that. It took a lot on me because during the off season, I, I definitely got my rest. Like I didn't like, like didn't work out as much. And I just took the time to like take the break. So I know that for like professional athletes and college athletes, the off season is crucial because you're, you're doing, you're doing, your recovery work, you're getting yourself ready to actually like, you know, play and, you know, take care of your injuries and things of that nature. So all of that, you know, is encompassed of like, you know, getting yourself ready. But once the season hits and for certain sports, like, like gymnastics, right. For Simone, it doesn't really end. There's no real off season because like for those athletes, you can't really take a break because if you do, and you try to do that same routine, you might like really hurt yourself. So and, uh, for her demand, I, I, I see, I, I definitely understand like why she was experiencing the way she, what she was experiencing. And yeah, no, it's definitely a tough feat. So. I mean, dude, how would, how would you weigh in on this, Jeff? Cause I mean, I know like Max and Alex have like the athlete um, exposure. I, don't have enough of that to like really relate to it as much as they do. But like, how would you the whole situation with your personal experience? Um, I mean, I wasn't an athlete like in high school, uh, but more in college, I guess I was a, whatever the term would be for uh, Muay Thai practitioner for about three years. You were a um, fighter. Yeah. So yeah, I was a fighter <laughs> for three years. You were a scrapper. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. threw hands every once in a while, you know, and elbows and knees, knees yeah. elbows, you know, couple, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, you do get a sense of that you want to get better, and I guess the difference with uh, combat sports versus um, like baseball or basketball team sports is that combat sports is more individual, so you're not really dependent on other people, yeah. and you really just have yourself. You got people like encouraging you to go more but there's no one really pushing you except yourself. You don't get better unless you push yourself. Yeah. You know what you I'm to like, and I get that because for me, when I was out there on tournaments, I had to find my own motivations. Cause like you said, no one's out there motivating you. Like you got your coaches, you got your friends going like, yeah, go you. But like, for me, it was like, I wanted to make sure that I put everything I had out there and everything that I was taught into practice so if i lose it's not because i didn't do something or i just missed out on something it's because i did everything i could and i still was just outplayed because i didn't want to dis i didn't want to discredit or disappoint my instructors i didn't want to mm-hmm. um like discredit our learning environment like that was a lot of, that was that was the pressure i had and also like for me specifically i was like one of the older members of the club so it was like me and a few other people, when we went to tournaments, people expected a lot from us. Like, all right, it's like, all right, we're going to get, like, these guys are definitely going to get us medals. We're just like, I hope so. <laughs> so we were just real. Like, the pressure is real. Yeah, like, I hope so. 
the, the pressure is real. Like, and, and, and it wasn't even just her. Like, it wasn't even just her. It was also um, like Naomi Osaka and Shakira Richardson, both for different reasons. But like, for like for Naomi, she you know she openly was talking about you know you know mental health being a thing, and then you know she played in Tokyo. And then she played in the U.S. Open and she lost. And after that, like seeing her emotionally process how she was feeling, I'm, I'm really like saying to myself, like, yo, this is no joke. Like she's really out here, you know, braving it through a press conference because, you know, you know, she's going, she like, she's really going through it right now. And like people, people really need to understand that, like, the mental toll of an athlete is huge. And, you know, like that's how a lot of like athletes will, you know, potentially may retire early because they can't take it anymore. Like regardless of whatever peak condition they're in that the success that they have, your mental will always catch up and it will always hinder you. So, I mean, yeah. the biggest, the biggest pressure any professional athletes face isn't what they do in success is what they do when they defeat. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's not it's not just be it's not just losing it's all the back it's all the, like the whiplash that comes after you lose the media your fans the like the sponsor everything it's like you know it's like you have the whole world on your shoulders like and i think what's from big big key thing about all these athletes is how the media portrayed them and how like they got kind of hit by that and we were talking about other athletes, another big one in the Olympics, Shakari Richardson. Yeah. Whole story development, whole story. Development. We go from yeah. we go from this like this uh, perfect example of black excellence, and I am woman, just dusting the competition in full nails and hair done, everything, and everyone's like, "Oh crap, we're ready." Then, yeah, we we need her. We need her out. Her there. whole journey is literally like a full length reality show of like different stories and different stuff unfolding because then she went from everybody loves her to she loves her up. bad you know don't do drugs she smoked weed calm down her mother died like yeah. you you have like everybody copes with death differently. So yeah, she had a moment where she needed to relieve like some stress and, and her hardship. So she smoked weed. Yeah. In a I mean, state where it's legal. Right. Like, uh, and like the Olympic she didn't shoot up steroids and says, I need to be faster. Like, like no, she, she just- But did people have it. a problem with the weed or were they saying like, she was kind of boasting that she's gonna beat certain people? Cause that's what I was hearing. I think people That's used why they were that. Better. I think people used that as part of their argument, but in reality, mostly was just because of the fact that she smoked weed and got disqualified. Yeah. yeah, and then and then unfortunately, it kind of just trickled down because then when you know, as we were highlighting and praising, you know, the Jamaican women for you know dusting the competition, and then everybody was like, you know, pointing it at Shakari, like Shakari, what's up? You see how they running? What you about? And then you know. Yeah, and then the the Diamond League race afterwards, and she placed last, and then another race she placed fourth, and I'm like, yo. And, the and people then were quick, people were real quick to like criticize her big talk. I was like, yeah, like yeah. people were like, you know, what's all that shit you was talking? Like, 
Dude, I mean, she kind of threw herself under a bus when she kind of threw shade at Allison Phoenix, Felix as well. Yeah. That's what um, they were upset about. She and was, then that, uh, and that, yeah, that I saw, know, and I was like, uh, that was a smart nothing but good move. things like, about, like, Allison said nothing but good things about her. Yeah. I mean, but, like, yeah. I, I get this, like, the heat of competition, all that good stuff, but still, I mean, it's I Allison Phoenix, so you that, should work with her. I didn't think too too much about it. Like I thought, you know, oh, it's the Olympic Games. Show a little. Just make sure you show some class. I also I also thought, you know, just it is a competition. It's it's okay to generate a little bit of hype. Like you know, plenty of athletes do it all the time, and like plenty of people who do it in a very negative way in the professional circuit do it. Look at Conor McGregor. He's literally a cash cow for talking shit. And he got yeah. his ass kicked. Let's say that that's all he does. <laughs> but you know, now his ankle broke. His ankle shattered. But I say certain sports, but certain sports call for that though. You call for that machismo, big, you know, big shit talker stuff in combat sports. So everybody loves to say, I'm gonna knock your head off because everybody loves the press conference. And then you see what happens when the fight actually comes. He's got his ass. I mean, you don't need to have that like in a row arrogant type of personality when it comes to combat sports. I mean, look at Wonder Boy on UFC he's one of the nicest people and he like is very respectful and shows great sportsmanship but still whoops people's ass so in an event of sports you don't need to have that you're my opponent type feels like let's you know do our best you know what I'm saying and let's go at it whoever the best wins because when you have that success mentality like we were talking about before you get really hard on yourself for defeat because it's so much focus on success that that's the only option and that's where the mental health comes in but honestly, like it, in especially in combat sports, it is such a difficult field like to navigate in terms of like your personal success and how successful you are and thing. Like you mentioned, Wonder Boy, yeah, he's really nice, but he's ne- I don't he's not going to be as famous as McGregor simply because McGregor is a self gener like a self generating cash cow for yeah. the UFC. He probably his fights for one reason or another generate so much money because everyone either wants to see him win or they want to see him his ass beat hard mm-hmm. like he's hated and loved intensely like mm-hmm. he, he generates he generates the hype i don't like the way he does it i don't condone the way he does it i think do you, do you think that that's gonna be do you think that's gonna be shikari's you know motto as well no everybody is gonna love her or everybody's gonna hate her i mean and now true. whenever every time she races all eyes are on her at for it i think so, the people that hated herself. her are the people that <laughs> I guess were offended by what she said or then like her arrogance. It was really like a lot of older people or more like foreign people, like Caribbean people, African people, whereas the people rooting for her were, I guess, the girls that identified with her, like the American black girls. Yeah. People that wanted to, people that wanted to see something special in the Olympics. They want to see something. See themselves in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. um, One thing also, I did mention, I touched on a little earlier, but I wanted to us to get the Shikari Richardson because I wanted to say, like, it's funny how these three athletes all have that one thing in common, like I said, is how the media really can either break you or make you. In all three cases, the media is like, stronger than others. Like, for um, for Shikari Richardson, it was a very strong attack on, from the media, but with Simone Biles, it wasn't as strong. And actually, part of that, I think, was because when they – when, and I'm not saying that they did this purposefully. I, I fully believe that Simone Biles was within her rights for the mental health. But when they made the argument, when they said that she is preserving her mental health, automatically she built herself the best wall 
on social media and everywhere. Because if the media or someone else tries to like put her down, everyone's like, whoa, no mental health. Shut. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened because when Sunissa Lee took over to win the gold for the U.S. on the team, the media was kind of like, oh, yeah, she was picking up Simone Biles slack. It's like, no, no, no. It's a team effort. She's They're just on the as US good. Team. Obviously. She won. She's, she's she good. She's a great athlete. She's obviously a fantastic exactly. athlete. Right. It was kind of She's like, just you know, a kid and she's winning gold. Like The media was trying to like tear it down and everyone's like, uh-uh, we're not having that. And it was the yeah. perfect, even after you revealed like the twisties, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful strategy. I'm not saying like, like I said, I'm not saying it was purpose, purposefully done. I'm just saying that it worked really well in their favor. And it yeah. actually showed a good possibility for the future for mental health awareness. So I think, I think also the, the challenge on their end though, is the response because with you know, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, and Shakira Richardson. Naomi and Simone are both seen as perfect little angels. You know, nicest, kindest, always has a smile on her face. Like they always highlight um, when Naomi was at, was in the middle of a, of a tennis match and she picked up a butterfly, and I was like, "Oh, it's so pure. She's so pure." And I'm like, "So no, when it, the, the butterfly so when landed on mental health." You know what? If I landed on her. Yeah. So that when cool. and so for so when the, for them and they're admitting their mental health, it's like it's okay. You 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 are great. It's okay. But then Shikari is the big you know I can do bad all by myself. You know you know hair nails like you know blowing you know shit talking and everybody loves that. But also you know you have the people who don't like that as well. And her response has also been kind of like biting her in the butt a little bit yeah. as well. I mean, if you think about it, bro, she represents the common man. Like she represents the common black black woman yep. that is not commonly represented in sports. You know what I mean? Because you always you always get told you. you always get told shut up and run or shut up and do what you do because yeah. that's just what I mean. That's just how it is. Like I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. Like. Just how they told LeBron and all these super famous yeah. athletes, shut up just and shut dribble. up and dribble, like all that good, like all that stuff. You know what I mean? And you know, we get all this. We get told a lot of our black athletes are, are told that you got to be the leaders in the community and all that good stuff. But I mean, really, they're they weren't signed up for that. I mean, that's not what they signed up for. They signed up to ball yeah. out. They signed me? up because they they found a sport that they love to do and, and they continue yeah. to it. So I before. Get, yeah, they have a lot of influence in the community. You know what I mean? That's that's why yeah, that's they, really they why do great feet and people naturally gravitate towards you to do great feet because they want to keep that themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we bring this episode to a close, just to, just to again bring this all in full circle for for sports and for mental health. What is what are some things that y'all hope that will come out of this with with athletes and mental health? Who wants to go first? Not all at once. <laughs> Matt, you go first. No. Yes. Repeat the question. Repeat the question. Repeat the question. Pass. Repeat the question again. I'm sorry. What? Well, 
after discussing everything that we've talked about with athletes, the highs and lows, the demands and mental health, what are some things that you hope to see come out of, you know, these highlighted fe features for, for I, these athletes? I think a lot more athletes should come out about their mental health because I know that's a very serious issue. I feel like they shouldn't be forced to do post-game interviews and stuff like that because if I lose a game, I'm going to be fucking pissed off, okay? Excuse my language. I'm going to be pissed off. I'm not going to want to talk to the media for real. I'm going to be like Marshawn Lynch and be like, I'm just here so I won't get fined. He's such an icon. He is such an icon. <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> they, told me to get, they told me I got to be here. All right. Exactly, bro. Like, you got to think about this. The media is so... They control everything, bro. And that that's why people... I mean, that's... They control whether you have a good image or a bad image, bro. Because they can literally edit whatever you do they, they can they can you can have a good, good great game and then have that one bad moment where you slam down your tennis racket break a bat or slam your helmet something somewhere and be like oh the bad boy or the bad girls that's it again that's juicy mm -hmm. that's new like, people, people on, eat that up and you know I'm not that like up. that for real, bro. You know I'm not like that for real. Right. I'm just here. I'm just out here. I'm trying. I'm being passionate about my game. Now you want to? You want me to come and talk to you after I just lost, bro? Yeah. I should curse you out. That's just feeling this, boy. Like, what do you think <laughs> right. you could have done better? Man, like, what? Like, you ask these stupid questions, bro. Like, yeah. No. Like, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. All right. What about you? What about y'all two, Lucas and Jeff? Let's rock paper scissors for it, Jeff. <laughs> Lucas, just go. <laughs> Whatever. All right. I don't want. I'm just saying. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, the white guy went before the black guy." Okay. Um. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, mom! I'm black. What the fuck? I'm just kidding. Go. Okay. Anyway, this is where I get off. Okay. Um, okay. So, what I want to see in the future, um. So very much along the lines of what Max said in the beginning, where it's like, I, th I really do think that athletes need to be open about it. I think that if after, if, if a lot of people follow Simone Biles example and like they just go at it, it'll be like, you know, it's kind of hard to go against the numbers. Like if one athlete here and there does it, it's a lot easier for people to jump on them. But if people come in solidarity and come together under the same banner, then it's like, oh, wow. Okay, we can't really just, we can't take them down. So it'll be a much more powerful move for the for the movement. But also what I really want to see is I want a connection to be made where people realize that as corny as it might sound, athletes, professional or otherwise, are pretty much just like us. Only difference is they have cameras on them all the time. Like they make one mistake. We make mistakes all the time in in our athletic, in our athletics, in our academics, in our work, everything. But when they make a mistake, even if it's small compared to us, our like our 10,000 mistakes equate to their one mistake based on media coverage. So it's kind of like, look, understand that if they have an outburst or if they have a bad day, like that is probably not just like a one-off. That's like years or months or whatever of just buildup. So I think people should really just like do their part and understand that we can't just openly criticize people with no cause. Be sympathetic you know, support your, support the athletes, support the athletes and their mental, and their mental struggles as you do when they're doing their, um, when they're doing their stuff. Show that same level of support 
for your athletes that you love. Because on the level that I'm like, every time, um, if I didn't win at a tournament, and I gotta say, this is real make or break. When I didn't win at a tournament and I came back, my, my people did, they didn't like discredit me. They didn't suddenly think I sucked. They were like, bro, you'll get them next time. You'll train harder, we'll train with you. We'll get that up, we'll fix those mistakes and you'll get them next time. That's support and love. And I've been on teams where you losing means that people just won't respect you. They're like, man, you trash, get out of here. You know, you're not, you're not worthy of being with us. That was not a fun time for me, but it's, it really does make a difference. Show support, show some love. Yeah. Um, not just having like health and wellness coaches, but also like companies should invest in therapists for athletes as well. Check on their mental health. You know, hmm. like I mentioned before with the whole success in mind, you know, not just sports, but I mean, it could depend on your household. You know, I grew up in a household that success was very pushed and failure was kind of frowned upon to the point that you didn't really want to fail. So also going into sports as well, it just kind of put that little thing in my head that I don't like failure and I don't like to make mistakes, even though it's part of life, you know, that can really get to you after a while. So to have someone there, like a therapist that can balance the physical health with the mental health, you know, combining those together is going to make a perfect union for a better athlete. So. And I'll, I'll just close off with, you know, y'all, y'all have heard the, the term, it takes a village for, for any type of accomplishment, any major growth, any major achievement is always accompanied with the village. And I think that the village should always continue to grow, especially for professional athletes, you know, because professional athletes, you know, they, they contact each other, they have each other's phone numbers, like they should continue to expand their village and just get support. And I think that, that that's always something that's always kind of a controversy because you get people that want to support you, but they don't want to get shunned by the media because of like their antics or their mannerisms. And I always just think that that's bullcrap. Like, you know, like support people, support one another because, you know, athletes, they all, they're all doing the same thing. They're getting paid a lot of money being put on the spotlight to perform this physical task that the average person cannot do at that level. So if they're asking for help, you should give that to them because if they receive that help, then they'll continue to, you know, continue to grow and be greater and, and, and perform more and do better for, for the consumers. So, yeah, I just think that, you know, the village should always grow and people shouldn't have to hide or be afraid from that. But it's beautiful. So that has been another episode done. This has been Foursquare. I appreciate everybody for tuning in to watch. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, follow the page. Uh, We'll do our best to continue to post and keep y'all updated with what's to come. And until then, we will see y'all next time on another episode. And a following closing message for all our listeners out there. If y'all know any athletes in your school, whatever, just like you know someone who's going through it, give them all the love and support that you can. There may not be how much you can do, but I promise you, it'll mean the world to them. Show some love. A a simple simple keep working. A simple keep working. You got it. Keep working. Sure. All right, y'all. Till next time. (laughs) See y'all later.
Peace out. You already know what it is, man. It's your boy Jeff from the Four Square Podcast, man. You just made it to the end of the video. You know, it's the end of episode four, man. And not only is this the end of episode four, like we hinted in the video earlier, this is the end of season one. Season one and we done. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is crazy that we just came a long way. So we just, I just wanted to take the time for all you squares out there to say, we appreciate you. Thank you for making 2021 one of the most impactful years of our lives, man. I mean, it's crazy that we just came up with this idea on the fly. And for you guys to just really vibe with us or watch our content like that, to like share it on Instagram, tell your friends about it, tell your mama, your daddy, your sneaky links, entanglements, all that stuff. But just the fact that you taking time out of your busy days and busy lives to, you know, spend an hour to watch, you know, what we got to say is just really appreciated, man. That's really awesome. And we just really appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, none of this would be possible without you. So we got to give that all to you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and speaking on the end of season one, man, I think the energy that, you know, that we carry through each episode has gotten better. You know, uh... Just the interactions got better, the energy, the vibes of all of us, you know, and we're going to carry that into season two. And that's right. Season two is already already on its way. We already did episode five. Due to some technical difficulties, it's going to be a Spotify exclusive and we may still do Spotify exclusive. So make sure that you check Spotify as well, you know, because we're going to be uploading up there, too. But if you noticed. Alex, Max, and Lucas have been saying Foursquare and not Foursquare Podcast. That's because for season two, we're not just doing the podcast. We're doing other types of content that's going to be exclusive to YouTube. So make sure you really check out our YouTube. There's going to be different stuff on there. I ain't going to say it just yet, but if you check our Instagram, I may even put some update videos on YouTube as well. I'll give you an update on what exactly season two is and how you guys can even be on the show. All right. Stay tuned for that. Um, but last but not least, man, happy holidays to you guys, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, all of that. We hope that you have a wonderful holidays with your family, spend it with good times, good food, good music, and just good energy with your friends, family, and loved ones. And on top of that, we want to wish you guys a happy new year up into 2022. We're going to give you bigger and better content, man. So stay tuned with us. We appreciate you for a bomb 2021. We look forward to having a bomb 2022 with you. All right. Peace. Life, I kept on waiting for shit. Had to learn to go get it myself. Yeah. I get this shit by myself. Yeah. I'm making way for myself. Yeah. I see you got a new dude, and that's cool. But I promise we fuck, I won't tell. Yeah. Know that you miss it, I tell. Because you still hit up myself. So just let us out of ourselves. Cause I think I'm losing brain cells Cause you're toxic, so toxic Still want you myself uh, Wanted that girl for some years now Now she unbuckled my belt uh, And see she like how I felt I'm on a mission, no I cannot fail uh, Kill up enough Freddy Krueger